0: Thanks for downloading and welcome to Take Orally, the podcast from NUH Dream, Queen's Medical Centre, Nottingham. In this episode, we'll be discussing shoulder examination. As ever, all information is correct at the time of recording. All guidelines mentioned are correct for Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust. Other trust guidelines may vary. All views and opinions are the speaker's own. Hello, welcome back to Take Orally. In this episode, we'll be having a look at uh, shoulder examination and I'm delighted to be joined today by Ali Whitfield. Hello, Ali. Hello there. Uh, my partner in crime, in DREAM, teaching fellow, and also a emergency nurse practitioner in the Queen's Medical Centre Emergency Department. For many years. For many years, more than you probably care to. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to admit to. Um, and so in your role, when you're clinical, you're in our yellow area, that's the area for patients coming in with uh, injuries. Yes. Uh, and so you are perfect, therefore, to go through uh, shoulder examination with.
1: You're very kind.
0: Okie doke. So, um, we've got in front of us the, uh, the Max checkl- checklist, this is the, the list uh, that students at the University of Nottingham have in front of them uh, for going through the different examinations. I'll stick a copy of this up on the, the Tape Orly website as well. Um, so, you've got somebody who's come in with a, uh, with a shoulder complaint, with a painful shoulder alley, what's going to be our first step?
1: okay well as with all of our patients we always ask about pain to start with before we do anything and then all musculoskeletal things we follow the format of look feel move and special tests so uh, before doing distal neurovascular
0: okay so very important in the osce, and in, you know, in, and in real life as well, to ask about pain, where does it hurt, etc., and provide allergies if needed. Yes. Um, so then we're having a look. So what are you going to be looking for when you're looking at the shoulder? Okay.
1: So I would say to first of all to say, rather than say, I am looking for, is that this is what you see. So I can see that there is a deformity, um, that there's bruising, that there's redness. Um, or that there are no signs of these things, rather than just saying this is what I'm looking for and Mm. not saying if you see any of the things. Um, You're also looking for any muscle wasting, any um, scars, any skin changes in any way.
0: Mm. Are there any particular classic deformities that might make you think, say, shoulder dislocation or anything like that?
1: Okay, so a step deformity with a shoulder dislocation, so if it's an anterior shoulder dislocation, very much a squaring of the shoulder that looks very different to the other side. You're always comparing sides when you're looking at most things on orthopaedics, you have two of, so that you can compare somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and um, looking over the clavicles as well for any uh, tenting over there that, that could be a, a clavicular fracture.
1: Absolutely, so any skin changes so, and, and particularly any critical skin that you can see over there.
0: Excellent. Um, so we've, we've looked uh, and then we're on to moving, so what are you going to ask your patient to, to, to do by way of movement?
1: So they are encouraged, you're encouraged to do a screening test to start with. So, hands behind your head and pushing your elbows back. Um, hands behind your back um, to, to be able to see how far you can reach. Your hands can reach up and um, just abducting your arms. So, arms above your head and seeing whether they can manage a full range of movements. Just to start off with, before looking at any particular any specific
0: movements. Mm. Uh, And so when we're thinking about a a painful arc with shoulder, we're asking our patient to to, uh, move their arms, move their shoulder joints, what is a painful arc?
1: Okay, so starting, it's an abduction movement, so your arms away from your side, um, and you are looking at where the pain starts and where the pain stops. So, for example, you lift your arm out and it's fairly pain-free up to 40 degrees and then it may become painful until you're at about 100 degrees and then it becomes pain-free again, um, whether that's an active movement or a passive movement. So, active being the way the patient moves as opposed to passive when you're moving the joint for them and the difference between those two things. Um, that will be then painful could be the pain between the 30 and 100 degrees that you've noted.
0: Okay. And what does painful art make you think of if if a patient has it?
1: So it's more likely to be a rotator cuff problem, um, particularly the supraspinatus, which gets trapped as your humerus moves along, traps the supraspinatus between your humerus and your acromion, and causes pain as it's going through that gap. And then as your arm reaches up towards the sky, then it opens up again and becomes less painful as it's trapped. Awesome.
0: Um, so we've, uh, we've had a look at the, the shoulder, the patient's moved it a bit for us as well, uh, so now we're on to having a feel, so what are we feeling?
1: Okay, so you're going to, I always I start approximately and, start, and then work outwards, so I start at the SCJ, um, palpating there, get the patient to shrug their shoulders, can you feel any crepitus and is there any pain? And then out along the clavicles as far as the ACJ and noting any particular tenderness as you go there, Around the glenohumeral joint as a whole. Um, you can also feel for the coracoid, which sticks out at the front there, just underneath the clavicle, and then going around the back and feeling all the way around the scapula. Um, you can add in palpation of the neck and down to the elbow at that point if you want to, or you can do that as you finalise your movements.
0: Cool. Uh, and what does crepitus actually feel like for somebody who may never have felt it before? It's a crunchy feeling. Crunchy feeling. Excellent. Patients may complain of that as well. They may have felt it themselves.
1: Yes, sometimes, but they don't usually notice that. So particularly in knees, they'll complain of, of a crunchy feeling, which is quite
0: Uh, And then when we've now come to moving the joint ourselves, what movements in particular are we going to do now?
1: So if um, the patient has a full range of movement, um, then there's not quite so much point, or if they're very painful, then you might want to move it. To see whether there's a difference in pain that there's less pain if you're moving it for them Um, or if they can only move so far then you can see if you can take it any further but i always warn the patient first of all to say that they can tell you to stop at any point if the pain becomes too much for them but to try and relax and that often Mm -hmm. is less painful when you're trying to move it for them the difference between the two things of you moving actively or passively, um, if you can move the joint more yourself, so moving the, uh, making a passive movement, then it's likely to be an extra articular problem, whereas if you can only go as far as the patient can go, then it's more likely to be a joint problem.
0: That's true for all joints. For all joints. Excellent. Um, and then we're on to our, sort of our special tests. Uh, so we already talked a bit about rotator cuff problems when it comes to the painful arc. So these special movements we are going to ask the patient to do to, to assess the rotator cuff muscles.
1: Yes, so there's a four main components of the rotator cuff that we want to look at. The first one would be the supraspinatus, which abducts the arm, which you can test either by lifting your arms out to the side and then resisting that. Um, so have the patient with their arms close to their side and ask them to move their arms away from their side with you resisting that movement. Um, or there's the empty can test where you extend your arms forwards to about 45 degrees and then turn your, your hands upside down as so if you're emptying out a can of beer and then um, you resist that movement for them, ask the, them to hold that position and you press their arms downwards to see whether that causes any pain or if there's any weakness. Um, the other rotator cuff parts, um, so external rotation is the infraspinatus and teres minor and internal rotation is subscapularis. So both of those would be tested, um, so with the elbows tucked into your side and your elbows flexed to 90 degrees that you would ex- uh, rotate outwards against resistance for infraspinatus and teres minor and inwards for subscapularis against resistance being careful to make sure you're resisting on their forearms, not their hands, because pain may be due to problems that they have with their hands rather than their shoulders.
0: Excellent. Uh, And so, how are we then going to wrap up our uh, shoulder examination?
1: So, to complete the examination, you'd want to go on to do distal neurovascular status Um, on all upper limbs, then I'd expect um, radial median and ulnar nerve to be tested, along with pulses and cap refill. And um, there's, Joint above and joint below. So you'd, ex- if you haven't already, go on to examine the neck and the
0: elbow. Okay. Uh, and when it comes to presenting our findings, say we're in an OSCE situation or speaking to somebody on the phone, when you're speak, when you're teaching students, is there a particular way? You- would you just say just to go through the way that you've examined?
1: Indeed. Yeah. So I- examining again. Uh, Presenting in the way that you've examined, in the look, feel, move, so um, I have noted that there are these deformities, but the, the, the other deformities or problems are absent, um, they have this range of movement, and try and put that into degrees of movement if you can, and um, that they were tender in whatever place that they were, saying tenderness rather than pain, The pain, you produce tenderness, the patient complains of pain and um, distal
0: neurovascular intact or have problems as necessary. Thank you very much, Ellie. Thank That's you. shoulder examination done. That was the Take Orally uh, Shoulder Examination podcast. Uh, the episode blog for this uh, podcast can be found at takeorally.com. Take Orally can also be found on both Facebook and Twitter. For more information about education and research opportunities within emergency medicine, acute medicine and major trauma, any way stream can be found on
1: both Facebook and Twitter.